I want us to get into God's Word this evening, and I want you to take your Bibles with me and turn to the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis. And we're going to begin in chapter 38. So if you'd turn to your Bibles there, and uh, we'll look at, uh, actually, chapter 37. Let's go to chapter 37, and uh, we'll share uh, a, a word there and uh, get into this message this evening. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the privilege to be in your house this evening. And we ask, dear Lord, that you would guide and direct and help me to say that which you've laid on my heart that would be beneficial to our dear folks. Thank you for the privilege of being saved and knowing you and delighting in the Word of God. And I pray, dear Lord, as we look at the life of an outstanding Christian, a great young man that loved you, that served you, that was diligent, that was faithful, I ask you, dear Lord, that you would help us as we observe his life to work diligently at trying to apply those characteristics to our very own lives. We love you and we praise you. And I thank you for the opportunity to represent you tonight as we preach your word. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Genesis chapter 37, we're going to look at uh, the life of Joseph. You perhaps guessed that when you turned your Bible and you looked at those first few verses. And Joseph is one of my favorite characters in all the Bible. Um, I love him. Uh, I love his life. I love the story, and it is an amazing story. I've had the privilege of seeing the drama uh, uh, Joseph and Lancaster, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, at the Sight and Sound Theater. What a performance, and they did an outstanding job, as they do with all their performances, and it was an enlightenment. It was a, a blessing, and... Uh, I've read books on Joseph, and we've read the passages here. The last 14 chapters of the book of Genesis is dedicated to Joseph and all that transpired with he and his family, and actually the known world was affected by all that transpired during this time in his lifetime. So, the Bible says in verse 1 in chapter 37, And Jacob, in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And these are the generations of Joseph and Jacob, being 17 years old, and was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bli, and with the sons of Zelpha, and his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. These boys had done something wrong. They had done something bad. And Joseph felt it was his duty to report the issues and the problems to their father. And he did so. Verse 3 says, Now Israel, that is Jacob, loved Joseph more than all of his children, because he was the son of his old age. And we know who his mother was. It was Rachel, and that was Jacob's favorite wife. He had four wives, and he had twelve sons, and and uh, it was a mixed and blended family, to say the least. And he made him a coat of many colors. And boy, that created controversy. That created a problem. We know what this coat represented. It represented a prominence. It represented authority. And uh, Jacob had it in mind that one day his son Joseph would be the leader of this entire band, this entire family, the 12 boys. And what a resentment, what a problem that created. 
in this dear family. Verse 4 says, And when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all the brethren, they hated him. And they could not speak peaceably unto him. Verse 5 says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. Now, let's look over a couple of chapters in chapter 39 and get a little bit more background to our thoughts and our message this evening. The Bible says in chapter 39, verse 1, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, and had him brought down thither. And the Lord, and notice this verse, it says it actually two or three times in this passage, and the Lord was with Joseph. What a sweet phrase. What a wonderful thought. By the way, the Lord is with you. If you're His child, if you're a child of God, if you're saved, if you're born again, God is with you. My mom, she used to tell me that I probably kept two or three guardian angels really busy when I was a kid and a teenager. And uh, she said, I feel like you had at least one in the front seat and one in the back seat when you were driving down the highway. And uh, I kept some guardian angels uh, very, very busy. But you know what? As a child of God, God is with us. And God was with Joseph during this time. And, um, and he was a prosperous man. That's an interesting point. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, uh, let, let's just talk about some things about Joseph, and then we're going to give some points as to how did Joseph make it through such troublesome times. I, 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 listen, folks, you and I go through some trials. We go through some difficulties. We go through some hardships. And a lot of people are even calling our circumstances, even right now, this pandemic, hard times. Well, they're certainly unusual times. And uh, they're uncharted territories for most of us. We've never seen anything quite like this. And, and the impact that it's had on almost every aspect of our life and church attendance and, and all that we're trying to do here, it, it's quite an interruption. And... Uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem for our government, it's a problem for our economy, it's a problem for, and we could just make a long list. No doubt, these are interesting, unusual, unique, and even troubled times. And it's a lot of inconvenience. Well, this young man's life was horribly interrupted. I want you to do this. I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes for just a few moments. Think about this boy. 17 years of age. He was the favorite son among 12 children. His father had chosen him to perhaps be the family leader one day, and that created all kind of, uh, of stress and rift in the, problem, in, in the family. And then that beautiful coat that he was arrayed with, that he was honored with, and they tell us that Perhaps it was a long, long garment with multi-colors and a beautiful thing to behold, and you couldn't miss them. Not in the crowd, you couldn't. Here's a beautiful coat, multicolored, and, um, and it, it indicated power and influence and prominence 
in your family. And then in a moment, just in, a, in an instant, life changes for Joseph. Uh, one day he's in the field and he's kind of helping out his brothers tending to the sheep. The next thing you know, he's in a pit. He's cast into that pit and the brothers are trying to uh, sort out and decide what do we do with them and uh, how are we going to handle this guy. I'm sick and tired of listening to the dreams. I'm tired of him telling us that he's going to be our ruler one day. This 17-year-old kid is annoying me and I'm ready to get rid of him and some of them were willing to kill him. And it was a sad circumstance. It was an awful, it was a frightening circumstance. Here he is, he's stripped of his coat. He's betrayed by the people that should love him and care for him. He is separated from his father and he is sold into slavery and carried off to a strange land among strange people. In many ways, this simple country boy has been lifted up out of a home of security, love, and he thought protection. And all of a sudden, he's in a caravan of people headed towards Egypt. He really doesn't even know the destination. He doesn't even know where he's going. Imagine with me how Joseph must have felt when his camel or however he was traveling finally crests that hill and they looked down into the valley and for the first time he set his eyes on Egypt and he saw some of the wonders of the world the wanders of Egypt, the pyramids, the sphinx, and, and, the, and, and the, uh, the great uh, palaces that was there, and, and all the different things that indicated power and authority and wealth. Perhaps this was the, uh, uh, the greatest nation on the face of the earth at Joseph's time when he was alive. And uh, it had stood there for already a thousand years and so he came there, and, and it's a new land, it's a new circumstance. On the surface, this seems, uh, it seems like it absolutely is a very, very worst time for young Joseph in his entire life, on the surface. But you know what? God had a purpose. God had a plan. God had a mission. And so often, even in our life, there's some things that occur, there's some things that happen, and you think to yourself, my soul, what is going on? I don't understand why, God, you allowed this. And you put, you know, it's even like what's going on now uh, with the, uh, the COVID-19 and, and the virus and, and the lives that are being lost and the people that are sick and, 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 and all this occurred in our country and around the world. It's a world pandemic. And, and you think, Lord, why? Would you allow this? You know, nobody has an answer to that. As a fellow said, I, I don't know the answers. I don't even know all the questions. And uh, we'll learn one day. We'll look back on it, perhaps, and be able to figure out why and, and how and everything else of this. But rest assured, God was with Joseph. And so there's several things I want us to think about and see here this morning about this young man. Uh, he was a diligent young man. He loved the Lord. He had already nailed that down. He had served God well. Uh, he was faithful. He trusted God. And, and, uh, and now he's in a different land. He is separated from his family. 
the one that he was separated from the most was his father. A dad who loved him and cared for him and nurtured him and tried to encourage him uh, the very, very best he could. And, you know, and I think about this. This past Sunday was Father's Day. And oh, how I missed my father. My dad went home to be with the Lord uh, back in 1994. But dad was a hard worker. He was a wonderful provider. He loved his children. He loved his wife. And he loved life. And, and, and dad was just a great guy. He, he was a patriot. He served in World War II. And, and he served in the South Pacific and in, uh, in Okinawa and in the Philippines. And he served his country and served it well for three and a half years and until 1945 when the war was over. But uh, I, 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 I cannot imagine my father, uh, me rather, being lifted up and taken away from my father as a 17-year-old teenager. But it happened. And it happened for a reason that Joseph couldn't understand, Joseph couldn't see at that particular time, but he learned later on. There's three things that I've learned about the life of Joseph that I want to point out. And the Scripture's here to back it up and help us to understand about the life of Joseph. Number one, God protected him. God protected him. And, and I think about all the things. Things didn't just happen. God was working and I'll make this remark again, behind the scenes. Hey, aren't you thankful to know that God is always working behind the scenes? Uh, I don't know how many people I, I talk to, and they testify that, Brother Sloan, I, I, I just, I look back on the situation, and now I understand. I can see it. It's clear to me now how God was working behind the scenes. And many of us can testify that. I can. I could share some thoughts if I had more time. But I don't have it this evening. But I can tell you this. Divine providence rested on Joseph. And he was protected by God. I think about the intervention of Reuben. Reuben heard the talk, the discussion about killing Joseph. They said, no, no, no. He's, he's our flesh and blood. He's our brother. Absolutely not. That's the wrong thing to do. And, and, and he may have had uh, seven, eight, nine against him uh, at that time. But he convinced them. And that was God at work and worked in the heart of Reuben in order to bring that about. And then Judah's idea to come up and sell Joseph and let him become a slave. We'll get rid of him. They'll take him down to Egypt. We'll not see him anymore. He'll be out of our hair We'll, we'll make a little plot and plan. We, we can cover this up. You know what that was? That was a plan of God to get Joseph in Egypt because God knew what was going to happen 20 years down the road. It's remarkable. And again, God at work. And then there was the appearance of the Ishmaelite traders, and they showed up as they did. I love the old song, My God is always on time. I serve an on-time God. Things don't happen by chance with the Christian. God has things aligned up, and it happens on purpose when God wills it to happen. So the first thing I see is, is that he was protected by God. God protected him. He protected him by his presence. It tells us that in Genesis 39, verse 2, that God was with him. And then he protected him, and this is huge, folks. He protected Joseph 
from developing a bad, bitter spirit and a bad attitude. Can I tell you something? Teenagers, and I know this because I was one, and I had one, but teenagers can sometimes have the worst attitude. I, 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 knew, I, I remember Mr. Billy Bevin, Brother Preacher Bevin, he would say, boy, you need a checkup from the neck up is what you need. You need, a, you need an adjustment is what you need. You need to get your attitude right. And the truth was, he was correct. Others have been correct as they've said that through the years. And God protected this young man and he kept him to having a good spirit, a good attitude. You know, isn't it amazing the parallels we see between Daniel and we see uh, with, with Joseph that they were men of character, integrity, humility, and they had a great attitude. They had a wonderful spirit. Folks, that's what God wants us to have in us. Uh, Joseph was Christ-like. He was Christ-like. And then, uh, by God's providence in working in his life, he brought things about when it needed to happen. Um, uh, we have his presence too. You know, the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 20, tells us, that we have God's presence in our heart and our life. He's always working in our favor, trying to guide and direct and help us. So let me move on quickly. Number two, God prospered him. You know, we don't have time to read the scriptures tonight, but you've read the story, you know the story, and here's the amazing thing. Joseph goes to work for Potiphar, and he is a servant, an everyday hand in the house, and then Potiphar begins to notice some things about him. He noticed his attitude. He noticed his spirit. He noticed his enthusiasm to do work and serve and do it the very best he possibly could. And you know what? He took notice. His master observed that and decided, I'm going to give him another little task. I'm going to step him up a little bit here, a little bit there, and see how he does with that. And you know what? He did so well, he, he pleased the master so well that he gave him a bigger assignment, a bigger job. And little by little, until you know where it grew to, he was the head of the whole house. He was the head of the business. He was over the farm. Potiphar said, I don't even know what I've got anymore except for the bread that's set down before me. If you want to know what I have, what I own, what I've got, you're going to have to check with Joseph because he's in control of it all. You know what he did? He placed a lot of trust and a lot of confidence in Joseph. And he was a loyal, faithful, hardworking servant. Let me tell you something about my dad. My dad was a hard worker. My dad knew that hard work never hurt anyone. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, and I'll, I'll just say this. He tried to instill that in his children, two sons and one daughter. And he taught us from before we ever hit those teenage years, son, when you go to work for somebody, do a job that's so pleasing that when everything's said and done and you're ready to move on to another job, those people would tell you and say to you, we'd be happy to have you back if you ever decide to come. And you leave a job in that spirit, that attitude, that relationship, and that's a wonderful testimony for you and the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, the last point I want to make is, is that God not only protected him, and God not only 
help him uh, 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 prosper, but God promoted him. As I just illustrated, he moved up from job to job to job. The days that he spent in Potiphar's house was a training ground. It, it was a testing ground. And he learned to take on responsibility. And he fulfilled those duties. And little by little, he improved his skills. And he understood how to work with people and how to coordinate things and how to run things in order and let all things be done decently in order, Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40. And that's what this young man learned to do. And God promoted him and was preparing him for the biggest job that was offered in the world except for being the top leader, the Pharaoh. He became the second man in the kingdom. And he, he orchestrated exactly what needed to be done when the seven good years came, preparing for the seven bad years that would come. And folks, God was with Joseph. You know, God used the sorrows of Joseph's life to shape him into the man that he desired to be. The trials of Joseph that he faced, the trials, the hardships, all that he faced were never easy. They were always difficult. But you know what made a difference? An attitude of willingness. An attitude of obedience and submission. I read this. I thought it was interesting. I wrote this quote down. Our trials help us maintain a tender and a compassionate heart. Our trials teach us the value of tears. And our trials make, it, make us useful for the Lord's work. We should never seek to shun the trials of life. We don't welcome them. We don't enjoy them. But they're life-changing. And they're stepping stones to help us grow in the Lord. A.W. Tozer once said, It's doubtful that God ever used anyone greatly without first hurting them deeply. And I know that sounds contradictory. But the truth of the matter is, when God brings you through the trials, the temptations, the hard times, the tough times, when He brings you through that, and you experience a victory in your heart and your life, you look back on it and you thank Him for it. You know, there's one last quick point I'll just illustrate and share with you. And I want to read something from Dr. David Jeremiah's book. But a quick thought about Joseph. One reason God blessed him as he did is because how he had a forgiving spirit. You know, there's a lot of people perplexed with an unforgiving spirit, a resentment, a bitterness. If anybody had a right to be resentful and bitter, brother, it was this young man. But he was positive and he had a right spirit I want to read you an interesting story quickly from Dr. David Jeremiah's book, Overcomer. What a great book. I've read this a couple of times through, and oh, I enjoyed it. And this illustration caught me, and I thought it paralleled well with the life of Joseph and what occurred even in his life. When Chris Carter was 10 years of age, a stranger approached him, professing to be a good friend of his dad. 
He needed Chris's help at picking out a Christmas present. This boy that was 10 years old was so enthusiastic and thought, yeah, I'd be glad to help do that for my father. And so Chris climbed into this man's motorhome. A short time later, the man pulled off the highway into a vacant field and he took a knife and he stabbed Chris in the back of the neck. Awful wound, started bleeding, and then he pulled the vehicle a little further into the field and there he took a pistol and he shot the boy in his temple. Later on, that caused blindness to this little boy. He threw him out on the side of the road, which was very, very close to the Florida Everglades. Six days passed, and it was a miracle of God that this boy was still alive. And someone driving by that area looked and noticed the little body. It looked lifeless, found him, got him to the hospital, and miraculously, he survived. He suffered a great deal, and it was a difficult time for him. Chris lived in fear for the next three or four years until he went to a church event, and at that church event, he received Jesus Christ as his own personal Savior. And as he began to grow in the Lord, he decided to go into the ministry and try and be a blessing and a help to other people, just like God and Jesus Christ had helped him in his life. One day, a detective approached Chris and said, I've got some news for you. We have discovered an elderly man. He's been taken into custody, and this man has confessed about the terrible crime that he committed to you. And said, here's the story. The man had a grudge against your father, Chris. And he felt like this was the best way he could get back at your dad. And he mistreated you, he abused you, he intended to kill you. You know what Chris did? Chris went to the nursing home where this elderly gentleman was. He was 77 years of age. He didn't have long to live. Chris demonstrated a Christ-like spirit and came in and began to talk to this man and witness to this man. He and his family, in a little while, they had the glorious privilege of leading this elderly man to Jesus Christ. And a few days later, God took him home to glory. You say, how in the world could anybody ever do anything like that? Well, it's the power of the grace of God to forgive. This story closes with Joseph telling his brothers, you meant it for evil. What you did to me, you meant for evil. But God meant it for good. Folks, God wants you and I to go and spread the good. Spread the good news. Do what we should do at reaching a lost and dying world. Show our love. Show the love of Christ. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Is it right? Absolutely. Let's be faithful. Let's love people. Let's pray. Father, thank You for the opportunity to preach Your Word tonight. I pray that You take this message and use it and strengthen us to be more like You. In Christ's name we do ask and pray. Amen.